MLM Nation, this is Fraser Brooks, and you're listening to episode 548. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. This week's show ambassador is Lise Esther. Lise says, Simon, God bless you so much for being such a positive influence in my life and in my business. I listen to MLM Nation during my 40-minute drive to get to the city to meet with my team or my prospects. And it's because of that that every day I have my passion tank full. Just a couple weeks ago, I made it to the seventh rank in my company. I feel happier than ever. And I also feel like you all are walking the walk with me. Thank you. Lise, we are walking the wall with you. Thank you so much. Huge shout out to you. You are this week's show ambassador from Team MLM Nation. We're super proud and super honored uh, to be working with you hand in hand. Thank you so much, Lise, for that amazing review. Guys, if you want to become next week's show ambassador, hop on over to iTunes or your podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. Super simple. Just takes a few seconds. And and doing that really helps us get the word out about our show. Every time you guys leave a rating review, it just bumps us a little bit higher uh, whenever people do search for MLM Nation or or, or Network Marketing Podcast. So we're really grateful for you guys doing that to help us really spread the word about our profession and help lift the profession as a whole. So again, we're, we're grateful for all the ratings and reviews. Guys, this wraps up this week's show, Ambassador. Now back to Simon and the show. MLM Nation, this is Fraser Brooks, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Simon Chan. Simon, are you ready to make it happen? Yes. Well, I was, that was weird. That was really weird because I'm used to say, are you fired up to make it happen? And people say, um, but to hear the other side of it, yes, I guess I am ready to make it happen. I have to make it happen. But anyway, hey, welcome those who are listening or watching this the anniversary episode, the fourth year anniversary episode of MLM Nation, and I have my buddy here, Frazier Brooks, on here. And so this show is a little different. We're going to talk about what to expect, how, how Frazier and I have seen ML, uh, network marketing change since the show started. This has been, like I said, four years. We're going to our fifth year of the show. But the reason I brought Frazier in here, you know, Frazier, uh, his family, his dad has been earned millions of commissions in his lifetime, Simon Brooks. And then actually I had him on the show first. And then he told, hey, I have a son that actually is, uh, he's, you know, he's really smart and brilliant. I'm like, well, every dad says that about his son, right? <laughs> so I was like, sure, I'll connect with him. So he connects Simon, his, his dad, Simon, he's a really cool guy, right? He has the same name as I do. So he connected <laughs> me with Frazier. And then we had Frazier on the show. By the way, it was actually three, a little bit over three years ago we had it. And it was awesome. It was a great show. And then on that show afterwards, recently, Frazier told me that ML Nation, what I did, inspired him to do what he does. So for anyone out there, if you don't know who Frazier is, okay, where have you been? You actually definitely have not been building your network marketing business to know who he is because he just, I was just on a Facebook Live with him the other day with like 3,000 viewers. But anyway, Frazier is a coach, speaker, trainer. Uh, he's earned a lot of money in network marketing, the full-time coach and trainer, really crushing it on the online space. And he shared with me recently that it was the ML Nation platform that got that inspired him to do what he does. By the way, he also came out with a great book, I Dare You, about how to build online. So, Frazier's everywhere doing all this good stuff. 
And, and as we go into the fifth year, I thought, hey, who should I have? We want to do a little different. You know, Frazier goes back to, you know, when you shared with me a couple months ago, none of the stuff you're doing, what happened wasn't for MLM Nation. I was like, well, that's a pretty cool story. So we wanted to have you on here. Frazier, welcome. Yeah, May I, and I'm so grateful. It was funny, actually, like just a little bit more about that story of how this kind of happened. So my dad comes, I was in his office, me and my, obviously my dad was my mentor, my, my everything really. And every day I'd go into his office and we'd have like three or four meetings with that throughout the day, just seeing how things are going. He'd say, Fraser, do you know this? Do you know this guy? Like this guy, a guy also called Simon, you know, I trust a lot of Simon's is a great name, as you just said. But like, he, he, he's like emailing me fair, like every so often he emails me to try and get me to do a podcast. I'm, dad, I'm like, Dad, have you replied to him? He said, no, nah, and I keep ignoring it. I said, you email, him, you email him back. And we wrote out the email, right? And I remember that. And I said, Dad, just do me a favor. Just ask him that uh, he'd get me on the show one time as well. And <laughs> it was funny. We did that show. And the feedback that I got, the number of messages that I got, and in my head, I was like, I, I feel destined to be able to give back more in the coaching game. But I hadn't had that kick. And... Coming on your show and you answer me in the questions that you answered, I believe you're the best at answering these questions in the game. It made me, through the feedback that I got, it made me go, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I'm so grateful for you for that, mate. Really, really am. Um, it's been a life-changing switch that I made. No, oh, really. thank you for sharing that. Uh, by the way, if you're watching, listening, there's a lesson there for you, okay? Uh, so, you know, Simon Brooks didn't re reply back to me, you know. And thanks, Frazier, for telling him to reply back to me. But it's about persistence. I probably followed up with your dad for probably a year and a half, a year, just messaging him, hey, son, because he said, I'll be on the show one day. Actually, he never replied back, but he accepted me as a Facebook friend. That's and it. he's the leader, and I was saying happy birthday to him. You know, he never replied back. I would just say, hey, we'll love to have you on the show. So you're crushing it. What's going on? Right now, that's my my takes. Every day I sing happy birthday to someone. If I don't feel comfortable saying happy birthday to someone, then I unfriend them. But exactly. he was a big time leader. He's, you know, Simon's been a big time leader in every way. So, all right, I got to sing happy birthday just every one or two months, especially the first year. I was very, now, like everyone wants to be on the show, but the first year, like, I got to hunt. It was like hustling, hustling, right? Just like building MLM business, asking, hey, when are you ready to get on? So, anyway, that's the lesson follow up. But back to you, Frazier. Why don't you share a little bit? You know, your, your dad made tons of money. I remember that show you talked about. You grew up with arcade games in your household. <laughs> I, that's one of the things I remember you shared. Share. But how did you, if, I mean, you didn't embrace network marketing, but what happened? How did you actually eventually got into network marketing? And then how did you go into coaching being a speaker right now? Well, yeah, so it's, it's a funny story. It's a different story because there's not many second generation network marketers. There are a lot of kids who are in the industry now who are second generation. The industry is really, actually really young. But I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have grown around it. So my parents, my network marketing career started in 1987, but I wasn't born until 1988, which is kind of a weird one because people are like, how does that work? Well, I was in the room, in the womb, when my parents got started in network marketing. They responded to a newspaper advertisement that said MLM, MLM, MLM. My dad thought it was make love monthly, not multi-level marketing. <laughs> make, make love monthly. That's what he thought. <laughs> Why not? Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, like, sign me up, right? Which is always weird talking about my mom and dad. About that. Yeah, it's always bizarre talking about that. But they, they got started. And as a kid, I would be listening to Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, El Nightingale, Les Brown. Like, some of the names I can't even remember. There was that long ago. And it was when the cassettes, you put the cassette in the car, 
And then it would go, please turn over to side B for more from Jim Rohn. And you would take it out, you would flip it over, you put it back in, and then it would play this really awkward music before the kind of he comes back on and speaks. And I used to think this is the most boring thing I've ever listened to. Dad, can you throw it out the window? And he'd be like, no, one day you'll thank me. And I just kept getting into personal development as a kid, just so, so much into it that eventually I'd, I'd seen the success in network marketing. Surely it was my time to join. Surely. You'd seen the success. You know it's not one of those pyramid things. You know it's not one of those scams. You know it's a legitimate business that can help you get the fortune, free, uh, freedom, the, the fame if you want it, the time off, all that. But I'd seen the great side, but I'd also seen the bad side. And the bad side of network marketing, the bad side of MLM, the bad side was me believing and seeing what I had to do in order to be successful and thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. As a natural introvert, there's no way I'm going to have to, there's no way I'm going to be like my dad, who's a crazy flipping extrovert. So I said, no. And then four years went by, the fear, and you actually asked me this question. It got me thinking about it. What was the reason why you eventually said yes? And it was the fear of missing out. Hmm. I was scared. If I don't do this, I'm going to miss out on a whole life of, of adventure. And that's what life's all about. So I decided to say yes, built it on social media, although everyone was like, no, nah, it doesn't, doesn't work. It's a belly-to-belly belly, belly business. It's a face-to-face business. It's a numbers game, you know? And I think now it, it's a screen-to-screen business. So many people building it on screens now, from screens. It's, it's incredible. But yeah, built a successful organization, 300,000 customers in just under five years. I believe I was one of a, you know, an elite bunch of people who actually built successfully online way back then and then made the switch after probably three, four, maybe five months after MLM Nation, uh, made the switch completely to 100% generic network marketing coach, trainer, and speaker. And again, I'll continue to say it, I'm eternally great. I'm eternally grateful. Although it has been very hard, it's been a lot of fun as well. Hmm. Yes. So yeah, I mean, we kind of have like a similar uh, journey. Like we have a different, I would say, yeah, like a different purpose, right? Going from uh, being a leader to doing coaching and training. And then, you know, when I got started, how I got started in network marketing was reading Purpose Driven Life. You know, I read two books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's like, oh, I got to get, I got to have a business. I didn't have a dad. Actually, my dad was not like your dad. My dad was just like, school, 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 school. Right. That's mm-hmm. how he got the American dream was from school and doctor. I just didn't want that path. And I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And then from there, I wanted to uh, I I wanted to start a business, didn't know what to make a long story short. I looked at the franchises of a subway sandwich store and then we're purpose driven life. I found out God's purpose for me is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And I found out network marketing is the vehicle to do that. The easiest way to you know, you know, think about it. if I wouldn't be a doctor, we wouldn't be impacting all these people who are watching this right now, listening to this. Right. And now I think one of the best gifts about network marketing is not just the money, but the network that you can uh-huh. do. Right. Think about it, like if you were to like for you grew, you've got a huge network. Imagine if someone you had to start from scratch to build your following, not in network marketing, how much money of advertising dollars you have to put in to grow that following? Oh, a ridic- ridiculous amount. The number, the amount of money I've saved on hotel rooms, though, is insane because I'm. Hey, I'm someone like, I always have been this way. Like if someone invites me around to their house or whatever to connect to me, I'll go. And if they say, hey, do you want to stay the night? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Obviously in their guest room or whatever, right? But uh, it's, it's incredible. If And for example, I was in Australia, like how many weeks? Four weeks ago, right? And a friend of mine was supposed to be taking me from uh, the goal. And I know you spend a lot of time in Australia, so you'll understand this. 
I had to I had to drive from the Gold Coast to Brisbane Airport, and they said they called me up like two hours before they went to pick me up and say, "Hey, I can't pick you up anymore. You'll have to find another route. You'll have to find another way." And I, my first reaction was, "What am I going to do? I'm not getting a taxi. It's like two hours away. It'll be a fortune that because I'm quite frugal. I'm in fact I'm very frugal. So I just put a post up. I just put a post up in the in a group that I'm in." To say, hey, does anyone fancy picking me up from you know the Gold Coast and taking me to Brisbane Airport? I know it's a bit of a long slog for you guys who live in the Gold Coast, but anyone fancy it? There was like 30 or 40 people within like 10 minutes saying, I'll pick you up, I'll pick you up, I'll pick you up. And I never really appreciated that until it actually happened. And I thought, I've got friends all over the place who, if I need them, they'll help me. But that's only come because I've given back to them before I've expected to get anything back from them. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you know what? I was just thinking about the book that you came out. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. I dare you. But even when I started coaching, I've been doing coaching full time now since uh, six years. Yes. And I started, I didn't, I wasn't sure I really liked it. I just dabbled in it. And then like, but it was the following I had from my network marketing business, right? If I just like didn't have a business, and you see a lot of these people, everyone wants to be a coaching guru, but they don't have the following. It's really yeah. difficult. To, so, you, to come up with that, to come up with the story, right? Everyone wants to be be a superstar, but that's what network marketing. The benefit of network marketing starts out. But you just you're supposed to ask me some questions, Frazier. <laughs> and by the way, Frazier just got off like a, what a plane or a train, something like that. So really, you know, talk about leaders, successful people have a packed schedule, right? And like, yeah. if um, and here's something you want you're listening to this, how free and open is your schedule? If it's not, if it's very open, you're not very successful. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I want to know, Simon, is like people know a little bit about it. They know you're like the core part of your story, but what, what, is, your, what is your actual background? Tell, tell me more about that. I, I think, you know, when, when I first started network marketing, for the first couple of months, I didn't have any success, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I read a bunch of books, even Network Marketing for Dummies, Way 4 Network Marketing, even the dummy book, I think I start from, I'm a dummy. So I just start from there. But <laughs> I, I didn't have any success. You know, I actually researched three months before I joined. And how I re I recruited myself. I, for example, I found a company. I was very skeptical. I only wanted to join a company that's been around for a while. I Googled that company's name. I put in Los Angeles. Some person's website came up. Called a person to sign me up. He talked to me for 45 minutes. He didn't get me, he, when he was closing me, I said, hey, I need to think about it. Call me the next day, I signed up, right? But I didn't have any success because I wasn't consistent. It really was a mentor came out there and uh, I started working me closely and making me, like kicking my butt every single day, doing things I didn't want to do, the old Simon. And it's like Jim Rohn says, right? In order for your income to change, you must change. And I just didn't like the changes he was making me do. Kind of like be a different person. Now my values were the same, but my habits. But once I changed that, I started having some results. And I've been building online since uh, 04. Because I lived in LA. I'm originally from New York. And, you know, that's how this is way before live and Zooms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we did teleconferences. You call in a number. But yeah. most of my friends in New York times, it was difficult. So I started building online, doing long from uh, Google pay-per-click ads. You were doing PPC. PPC when well, you were still allowable. Yeah. So we had a best-selling author in our company, right? And I was actually in his downline. So anyone in his downline could use his name. So he was famous on TV, radio shows. So when people Googled, we had a landing page pop up. Hey, this guy, Mr. Mr. So-and-so says this is the best business. 
And then people go into the landing page, opt in. And then because he, he was building this, uh, this business already, we were in his downline, he had presentations, audio presentations back then talking about the business. So we did that for like, and we were good, you know, but here's another lesson though. The first time I spent online marketing uh, ads, I spent a hundred dollars to get one lead. And I caught a lead. I still, you know, I, he has a very common name. His name was Michael Lee, right? From Houston, Texas. So I'll tell you the reason I remembered his name. Cause I called him up. Hey, Michael. Hey, this is Simon Chan. You're interested in earning an extra stream of income. You know what he said to me? So I'm not interested anymore. Don't call me back. He hung up. Oh, I was like, that's why I remember his name now. Hundred bucks. I was like, hundred bucks. Hundred dollars. Hundred bucks. But you know, I'm like, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to figure this out. So we, we and then we spent like $500 more. We got like 10 leads. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it was cheaper instead of $100 leads, $50. But then eventually it got better, better. We got it down to like 20 cents a lead. And for every 20 people, and when this guy spoke at a conference or he did a seminar, he did like a lot of, you know, wealth development seminars, books. Every time he came out with like a radio show or he was on like, a, what do you call it? The infomercials, we were like 20, 15 cents a lead. And I would sign up. I kept track of numbers, one out of 20 people. So it was really, and then that basically, I mean, that party lasted for two, three years until paperclip didn't work. But then we started doing faith. But then we did AdSense as well in Malaysia. Well, that, that's why I was going to ask you then. So you went from, so when did you, when did you actually join on the dotted line to become an independent distributor? November 14th, 2003. So 2003, you did a year of like just old school, do what your mentor says. It was a couple of months. It was a couple of months. My mentor didn't tell me, by the way, my mentor didn't tell me anything. He's just like, I'll oh. go talk to you. So he wasn't a leader. Right. So, but this other okay. guy, he's like, yeah, I need, I need a leader. I need someone to work with. So like building deep, right? So, hey, so he found me. I, I was kind of hungry, but I wasn't doing it. So I kind of got adopted by someone. But you learned that lesson because then you drove deep because you knew. Yes. 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 Right? yes. So then a couple of months later, you then went down the, you went, started working online. You must have got, a fair bit of hate doing that. Like I can imagine like when I started in 2010, I got abused by people I respected. Like it doesn't work online. You can't do it online. You must've got an element of like, Oh, Simon's trying to do it. He's trying to reinvent the wheel, blah, blah, blah. Did you get any? Yeah, definitely. Well, my uplines actually started this. So I was lucky. Again, luck, luck is like a hard work meets opportunity. The uplines kind of started create this online system. And then mm-hmm. I took it to, I, I did the marketing for that, right? So they got a lot of hate. They got a lot of hate, right? So we, you know, this thing doesn't work, it's not duplicatable. But you know what? One of my mentors, Uplines, he recruited 18 people in one week. He recruited 300 something people in one year. And another one of my mentors, that's cross-line on the same team, recruited like 200 something. Even my person mentor recruited over like almost 200 people. So they're like, I, and I'm new. So I don't understand the politics, the hate. I'm like, we're the coolest team. I don't know what they're hating. I don't know. It's like this guy that I actually talked to once in a while. He, he recruited 300 people. So we must be the cool kids. <laughs> right. And I also, for me, like a shy, quiet, intro, I'm a shy, quiet Asian kid from Brooklyn, New York. It gave me hope. Hope because I couldn't see myself doing all the meetings and stuff. Right. I was yeah. a very different person than I am now. I couldn't see myself speak on stage, but hiding behind the computer. And that time was before video. So I, you can even see how I look. I just talking on the phone and sending that I could do. So actually excited me, gave me hope for the business. So you were doing so you were doing Google PPC for like two or three years, 
then the whole like Google slap came on and everything kind of went all belly up. And so like we're in like 2007 or eight. What were you doing online? What were you doing online then? Because you're probably on MySpace still in 2008. You know what? I just, in 2008, I started Facebook ads. Okay. That was the big break, right? So I always try to do one step ahead of what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that's helped me out, like one of my early mentors said, that I thought about going to business school. My, my parents were like, go to business school. And one of my early mentors, she was like one of the most powerful women in uh, sports, right? Females, entre- executive sports. So Simon, you don't need to go to business school. You just read the New York Times every day, the business section. You read the USA Today, life and sports. So you know what's going on in culture. And you read the Wall Street Journal. Now you don't read negatively, but you just know what's going on. So I, that's how I got into PPC because I, I started reading, oh, well, Google wants to go public. So they got to make money. So they want people to advertise. So they're not very strict about it. So when Facebook was going to go public, Facebook ads came along. It was like, oh, this is history repeats itself again. They, they're not going to be saying, oh, you know, network markets, no nutrition. You want, you want to give them a dollar, they're going to take a dollar because they got to go public. So I started doing the same thing. Uh, and, you know, I ran ads. My big break for that was in the Philippines. I ran ads. I got, uh, Tons of leads. We're basically American company, binary, be the first ones in. We have a power line built for you. Apply below. And then we had about like 10,000 leads. Really cheap, like 50 cent leads. Really cheap. So I give them to my team. I personally recruit about 30 something. Out of the 30 something, they almost all quit except for one person, right? And that one person led to like, I think seven or eight million dollar club members. Oh, one leader. You just need one leader, right? But the lesson is, you still got to work. I still got to call them. I did meetings and most yeah. people, but, but you just need one person. It's, it's only a numbers game if you do the numbers right, right? Absolutely, yes. So, so, okay. So you probably get asked this question a lot, but a lot of people come to me and they say, Fraser, I've just been offered an opportunity to buy 10,000 emails, right? Because there was a phase. <laughs> do, you remember, do, you remember, do you remember that phase? Yes. So like, yeah. And what would be your what would be your suggestion to people who get asked that question? Just run away. It's a waste of time and waste of money. Yeah. First of all, you're spamming them. You're just spamming them, right? You have no right. And you gotta do what's with integrity, what's right. What's the right thing to do? And, yeah. I mean, there's a guy in Malaysia who's like, oh, I'll join your team. I got a you know a two hundred thousand emails. But but how about you pay for my entry fee? Oh. I'll bring to a but like, I don't know these 200,000 emails. And if anything, nothing is easy. And if anything, 200,000, you can get our domains blocked because you're spamming people. So oh, they're go away. But they're all business opportunities seeking leads. Oh, yeah, whatever. Oh. There's no shortcut. There's no, no shortcut to hard work. Exactly. So, so I, I love that, that you're a trendsetter because we're four, we're, you're four years in to MLM Nation. Now, 2019, the hot thing is, got to have a podcast. It's all about audio. You've got to have a podcast. So how did you, how did you actually start MLM Nation? Because there, there was nothing for you to model. I, I love people who model things, but I love people even more who actually go out there and create it themselves. So how did it, how did it come about? Well, there, there's a couple of changes. Like I think I did, I, I, I started doing coaching with Simon Chan, right? Mm-hmm. Simon Chan. I just realized that I just like to be different. Like Seth Godin wrote a great book, The Purple, the Purple Cow. Right? Yeah. That's like the, you got to be different. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, it's too late already. Now, there's still opportunity, but just a lot, lot harder. So we started the podcast. Uh, I listened to podcasts, 
And uh, basically, after um, John Lee Dumas, EO Fire, Entrepreneur on Fire, I realized no one did that. So we started, uh, so hey, let, how about if we did something for network marketers? Because I remember, I, I'm thinking back, when I first started, I bought like $100. I bought the CD set of Jim Rohn, you know, Jerry Clark, you know, Tar Falcone, like the gold, and I'll listen to them, right? But then I, when YouTube came about, then everyone, any dog, cat, or guru out there had training videos. Right, you search, but who's legit? Who's not legit? I think wouldn't it be cool if someone could vet these people and find out who is good to have them on the show, right? And also, there's a lot of people that, a lot like your dad, who's made millions. I mean, what? I think he's like twenty million something over in his lifetime. No one mm-hmm. even knows about him, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of value, right? But he's not. He's old school. He's not on YouTube, so people can learn from that. What about if we had a show like that and just sh- showcases them, and that builds belief? In people, in people in the profession. So that's how I started it. I just uh, basically uh, modeled after uh, Entrepreneur Fire. I still, and the funny thing, I still remember, I was on a, you talk about Australia, I was on a plane ride to New Zealand and Australia, like a 15-hour ride, just stopping Sydney, then tra- transferring to New Zealand, did an event there, then went back to Sydney. And then one of my business partners were talking about it. He said, we got to do something different. So we said, hey, you know what, let's do a podcast. Like, wow, we don't even know anything about podcasts. Let's do it. No one else is doing it. So we bought like a course and I think this is something that a lot of people, I know you definitely do it, but a lot of people don't do is intense focus on something, right? A lot of people do a lot of different things, right? So if you do a lot of different things, you never come out of this book, right? But you intense focus. And I know you focus, you crush it on your lives and stuff. And so we went and uh, got a podcast course and we spent like five months preparing for the podcast before the first episode even launched. Okay. We really? didn't know so I had every one of my team, my staff, go through this course. We assigned the roles. We planned out the set. We, that's what we focused on every day. Now, of course, we still had other work to do, but we focused on it. Come to concept. We, and then we launched it on March 30th. And, and then that was also when we rebranded from promoting Simon Chan to ML Nation. Because I believe like the profession is not just about Simon. It's about the MLM. And we really want to bring the community, lift up the profession, and bring the community together. So that's how we started. And I know nowadays... I know you're about to ask something. I, I, you need to cut me off because I just like to talk, talk, talk. Love it. Because I was going to ask a question like, I, I'm a great believer in everything that goes up must come down, right? It, nothing goes up forever. So with that being said, obviously, I'm sure everyone who's watching the podcast and all that now, or sorry, listening to the podcast right now and tuning in, they've got tremendous value from just one of the episodes of the, how many, of you, how many episodes have you done now? Uh, this one's 548. Five, 548. So not only have you learned by, because obviously you're soaking up 548 people pretty much you've interviewed, right? Who have made combined millions upon millions and billions. So that's very tough to get that, that knowledge. But has there ever been a moment where you thought, you know what? I'm going to pack it in. Like, uh, I, I'm going to, like, and how, how did you get over that? Well, um, there's two times. Actually, it's probably at least uh, a couple hundred times. A couple, of, but the first one was I decided to edit the show. I edited the first two episodes. I immediately said, like, "Oh my!" Like talking to people, I'm excited. Editing, oh my god, I want to stop doing this already. Uh, forget this. I caught it. I may start making my network. Hey, you guys didn't know anyone, but by then it was by then it was much more expensive. Now you can find podcast editors cheaper. Back then. It was not. So I, I would call my, my friends with this editing. Can you do me a favor? Edit a podcast. And you end up editing for like 400 episodes. I said, can you do it for me? Please, please, please. 
and, and I paid him for, I think it was like 50, 60 bucks or something for a show. But that was immediately, if I had to edit it, I'm never doing it. Because did you know, just like most, a lot of distributors quit. Like, I think that, here's something that I think, is in, I don't think we can change. And we're talking about the history of MLM, where it's going. We got to move on a bit. But people, <laughs> human nature, it's human nature, right? People are not going to change. The average distributor quits in two to three months. Did you know the mm-hmm. average podcast lasts less than six episodes? And they quit. Less than six episodes, they quit. Because people just, they get distracted with a shiny object, right? They're not focused. That intense focus they have. They don't have that focus. So they want to do this and do that, do that. So that was the first time. And then after like the first two, two seasons, it got so old after a while. Like, oh, I got to do another show. I wanted to quit. Yeah. But every time I'm on with the person, I love it. Yeah. Was getting there. It's kind, of, it's kind of like doing when I was prospecting, right? When I got into a meeting, speaking, I loved it. But like, if I look at my calendar, oh, I got five more prospecting calls today. I'm like, oh my goodness, please shoot me, slap me here. I hate it, <laughs> right? But once you're prospecting with a prospect, you're in the moment, you're like, oh, you love it. You get the thrill. It's the same thing with the podcast. Even today, I admit it. Even this is like a special anniversary episode. I was a little more excited, but like, oh, I got to rush back with my job. I got to take my kids. I got to squeeze the Frazier and do this. Yeah. Like this today was a little different because I was excited for this, but like I still I gotta go on air and show. I gotta put on my and bring up my energy because it costs a lot of energy. Some yeah. of my time because I'm a, I like to I'm a shy quiet kid, so to raise up this energy afterwards I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, you can. I'm gonna take a nap. But well, I, I feel like quitting. But just know that successful people don't quit; they are consistent. But there's a, there's a huge lesson in there, and it's something I don't think people talk about enough. And I realized this by being in the speaking coaching like generic game is one thing you miss is that Zoom call with your team and you come off it and you're all fired up because you don't have that environment. So my my adrenaline rush, my adrenaline fix is Facebook Lives every Tuesday night. I do them. And although I, you know, tonight I'm thinking, oh, two hours time, I've got to do the live. And the football's on. My favorite football team, and I'm a huge football fan. They've got a massive game tonight. It'll be whilst the second half's on. It's a huge game. Like Maybe I'll just skip it. But if I don't do it, I lo- I don't get my adrenaline for the rest of the week. So your podcast shows are your adrenaline to keep yourself going, keep yourself fired up to give more purpose and better purpose and bigger impact. Mine's my Facebook Lives, but I challenge the people who are listening to this, have and identify and understand that one thing you do every single week, every single week that gives you that lease of energy. Otherwise, you're like a desk fan and you're going round and round and round. We unplug you from the system and eventually you slow down and slow down and slow down. And then we plug you back in and you speed up and speed up. Keep plugged in to wherever it is and under my adrenaline shot. Although I might not want it, when I take it, I'm going to feel great for the rest of the week and everyone's going to get a benefit from it. Yeah, and it goes back to your purpose, right? Your My purpose is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And... Mm -hmm. I feel like this platform has allowed me to have a purpose. Otherwise, what else am I going to do for the rest of the day, right? And, and, and like when you're giving, when you do your Facebook Live, I see you, they're, they're amazing. There's like so much energy. When you're giving, that's when you actually get fed back. Yeah. Right? When you give, 100%. and people like, Frazier, that was awesome training. You get, that's, that's better feeling than anything you can buy for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And you've got, you're wearing a t-shirt now. I think it says purpose is greater than money. I think purpose, purpose is greater than money. Yeah. Yes. I'm doing this on the screen. I'm like, I'm trying to look around the screen. There you go. Purpose beats profits, guys. It's, it's all, it's so true that, that what, what you've got in the t-shirt there just sums you up so well. 
But I mean, even for you, like the, the impact you're making, right? You said it before, a coaching business is way, 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 way harder than building an MLM business. Yeah. Like, oh, I just have to speak and I get paid. No way. You don't even know what the amount of crap goes behind it. <laughs> <laughs> but, right? but you started the ripple. You dropped the stone. So yes, I created a lot of impact, but it was you who dropped the stone in the first place. You were the one who who set me on fire. So that impact on me has impacted all the people that I've impacted. So again, for I think the fourth time this episode so far, I'm I'm telling you, I'm really grateful for you and what you're doing because and guys, you keep doing and being consistent in your network marketing business, you'll have people thanking you and saying, if it wasn't for you, my life would not be where it is now. I'm Dark. telling you, you just gotta be consistent. But yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to add one thing and I want to talk about. We're going to skip through the format a little bit because otherwise this is going to be a <laughs> show. <laughs> we haven't yet, but we haven't even gotten back to finish part two yet. There's five parts of the show. We're looking at the outline here and it's been like 32 minutes. But podcast, right? I'll tell you one thing. If you think about doing a podcast, it's way too late already. Mm-hmm. Too late. When you want to see other people, I want to do, don't be a me too. Do something or whatever you're doing right now, just go master it. Right, like one of the things that Frazier did, he's like, I mean, found the Ninja Network. He's like, oh, I want to do this too. He's like, no, I, I see my platform Facebook Live, and instead of, and I know lots of people do Facebook Lives, but you really spend a lot of time to crush it. Like, really, you know, when I listen to your training, all these little things that are that gives you a little bit better engagement on that, like you're a master at that. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and it's not just you do once; it's constantly changing, and you're keeping mm-hmm. up with that. Right. Again, it's going back to that one thing. That is what you focus on. You're not doing 10 different things. It's, really and I, and I think it's, it's important with Facebook Lives to anyone who, are, who is doing it. There's a, there's the word viral is an acronym. Um, the word viral is an acronym. The V stands for vulnerability. So if you're prepared to be vulnerable with people, you will have a good chance of having a viral video. If you are intense, not to begin with, but if you get a moment of intensity in your business, in your in your Facebook lives, again, your tribe will be appreciative of it and it potentially can go viral. The R is real and relatable. You've got to be the person who you were when you started. Yes, you're going to develop and development will unlock those things that you didn't know were there about you. But don't forget, always share the climb to Everest and not just the view from the top. Because people will walk along with you instead of going, oh, it's all right for you, Simon. You started your podcast four years ago. I missed the boat. You're lucky. The A is for authenticity. Be authentic every single time. I know relatable and authenticity is, is similar, but just be yourself. And then L, if you can get a few laughs in there, get a few laughs in there. Those are the things that I, it want, I always come back to the, to the video of the woman who's outside Walmart. She has like a Chewbacca mask on. She's in a car. Yeah. There's no value in that at all. But it was her being real, relatable, authentic. She had a ton of laughs in there and it went crazy viral. Um, and I genuinely believe you've got to understand that the audience won't grow and grow and grow each episode. But what will happen is there'll be one episode that you do, one live that you do that everyone loves. And they'll want to come back the next week. So it's kind of like a stair step. It's not like a steady climb. It kind of just goes, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. It kind of does that when it comes to live. So just make a decision. As Simon said then. Simon says, literally, Simon says, be consistent. So I, I dare to be consistent. Like, that's my challenge. How important is consistency to becoming successful? Without it, you don't succeed. I'm a true believer of that. I honestly believe that one of my... The book that I've read more than more than any other books is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. 
It's such a simple book and such a simple point. But if I if I literally wasn't consistent, in, in my belief, I've got a saying, longe- longevity creates credibility. But it's not really about how long you do something for now. It's about how long people see you doing the same thing for. So if you're involved in Company X for five years, it doesn't matter unless people have seen you building the business for five years. Mm. It doesn't matter. So without consistency, I would nowhere, I would not be where I am today. I would not, nowhere near, nowhere near. So and, yeah. And you know what, like this, like you share, because you're doing those lives all the time. Every time you're doing it, you're learning a little bit about it. You make those improvements. You can't make those improvements. You're not being consistent. Yeah. Now, and what about you? If you decided, right, you know what, MLM Nation's going for a break for three years, like, where would it be at when you come back? Like, it's... Yeah, it'll be... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right? Exactly so. It's consistency is everything. Hey, you you, you gave a great acronym for viral. Why don't you talk a little bit about your social media? That makes me to uh, talk about your book. I dare you, because this is awesome. This is, I dare you. You just recently released this. It's the ultimate guide to building your network marketing business mm-hmm. using social media. Yeah. And uh, you were giving this away for free for, I don't uh-huh. know, available. Why don't you talk a little bit about this? What inspired you to do this? And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I obviously, I'm being in Europe, I'm in a very fortunate position where, because I went into the generic space, there's not really any other generic coaches, speakers, or trainers in Europe, English-speaking. They're the odd one who are like French-speaking, German one, but English-speaking. So because of that, I get asked to speak. And because of my background, my story, the trust I've created, obviously being consistent, I get asked to speak at a lot of different events around Europe now, a lot. Like literally pretty much every weekend, I'm on the road and speaking at a different event, which is fun, tiring, but fun. And I just thought, you know what? My presentations are the same all the time, right? And the audience changes all the time. I need to create something that whether I'm there or not, people can get that content. So I kept thinking, right, people always say, if you watch the movies, Harry Potter or The Lord of the Rings, reading it is so much better because you get into much more detail, right? People say the, the written version is always better than the movie version, right? Although some people don't have to give it the time to read them, to actually read The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Anyway, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to actually do the presentation into my phone. I'm going to speak the entire presentation. So I did it. It lasted about two hours. I bumped it up. I put a lot more extra details in there, give examples. And then I transcribed it. So I actually wrote, I actually spoke the book. And it's it's just literally an A to Z of building a business on social media. Think of it as if you've read the book GoPro, it's GoPro for social media. So it's five skills to master social media, basically. With a bit of mindset off, bit a bit of stuff about my book. Uh, I'm grateful because I've not had a bad review yet. I'm waiting for one because I learned from bad reviews, but I've not had one yet. So I'm really, I'm waiting for it to come in. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that book. And this, the second book is going to be called I Double Dare You. And that'll be coming out real soon as well. So excited. Where, where can people get a copy of this? I dare you. Uh, they go to uh, phrasesbook.com. So yeah, it's phrasesbook.com. Bit of a, yeah. I, I'm against Amazon at the moment. I'm on a mission to, not put it on Amazon, but yeah, it's, it's phrasesbook.com. Cool. Hey, so what have you been up to lately the last uh, six months, a year? We, we've literally, uh, apart from this, the speaking's been a massive focus. And so I, I actually now run an event called Success Summit, which is now Europe's biggest event. So my main focus is this November, November the 16th and 17th, 
uh, we're going to be trying to break the record for the, the record in the UK for a generic net marketing event uh, is fifteen hundred people. So we've got just under eleven hundred people booked. So that's been my biggest focus, driving people to to that event. Really, I, I am a great believer in that events are the key in network marketing. Whether there's one people, ten people, a hundred people, a thousand people, ten thousand people, I'm a great believer in that. But I'm also I'm also identifying being all traveling around the world, speaking to all these top leaders and company owners and stuff like that. That events are actually events are actually dying. Event attendance is actually decreasing in certain parts of the world. It's still flying, but in the parts that you know are producing a lot of revenue, they're decreasing a lot because of social media. Go and watch Coldplay on YouTube, right? Go and watch Coldplay on YouTube, but watching them live completely different experience. What about you? How about you? What what have you been up to the last six months? I've been like a lazy butt, basically. Oh wow! I, which I was not is- expecting that. I've been been very uh, focused on. I've not been working much, so it's kind of weird because I was so focused on building my ML business and book, building ML Nation and basically doing a lot, spending lots of time with youth sports. Mm-hmm. So not lazy, but I wouldn't say lazy. I would say different focus now, different priorities. And I never thought I'll be this way because I thought I was in business, but really just being enjoying life as a father. So I probably spend twenty twenty five hours a week, maybe even more on. Um, Baseball with my son. So, wow. I, so even today, picking him up at 2.30 and then we have a game. So I pick him up at 2.30 every day. We go to the batting cages. We practice for an hour and a half or so. But today we have a game. So I'm picking him up at 2.30 and then from 2.30 to like basically 8 o'clock would be baseball. I have to tell you this thing. So you you might know it, but you won't truly know it until your kid. How old are your kids now? They are um, seven, almost eight. It's basically eight. I have so many kids, I can't think. Eight, eight, <laughs> five, and half, five and a half and three. They're all like wow. two, almost two and a half years, two years and four months apart. Eight, two and a half, five and a half, and three-year-old. So in about 15 years, right, you will hear something from your kid and everything will click. Everything will go, I've, I've, I've completed life. And it's when they start to listen, being aware and conscious of all of your podcasts, all of your podcasts, and they'll say this to themselves, and it'll take them a bit of courage to tell you, but they'll say, my dad is a flipping legend. Like, they're, honestly, mate, they're going to say that. They're going to say that. They're going to go, my dad. Is such I'm I'm getting emotional thinking about it because I'm that's why I said about my dad. My dad is a flipping legend, and when they start to get into entrepreneurship and realize how hard it is, they'll tell it them again. My dad is a legend of all legends. He's not just a legend; he's different class. And one day they're going to come up to you and say, "Dad," they'll sit you down, they'll look at you dead in the eye, and they'll say, "Dad, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so proud of you. You're my hero." And that's because of what you've done now. And on the first page of my book, apart from the title, I've dedicated the book to my mom and dad because if they didn't do what they did, I didn't really understand what they did until I got involved into the arena and realized they sacrificed so much of their life in order to make my life great. And that's what you're doing now. Mm. You're sacrificing a part of your life to be able to make their lives great. Um, and I, I really appreciate that because there's not enough people who are doing that. 
Yeah, really I, nice. I got I got to brag since you're sharing about this. Okay, so uh, recently I think two. So my son, a seven years old, second grade. They got since kindergarten. They had to do like a public speaking every week. So wow. one minute, one minute, one now is like a minute and a half. So you have to do sharing. So I mean, this uh, today is just sharing. So you have to talk three riddles. Uh, next week he got to do a puppet show. But a month ago he talked about how to do. He talked about heroes. Who's your hero? And he said his dad was his hero. What? And he said, I have to be proud. I have to share this. He said, why? He's one of the things he shared was because I teach him how to be a better speaker. Oh, so man, I'm teaching no. him. I'm teaching him eye contact, how to use his voice. Like, you know, eye contact. I have his, you know, a couple of his stuffed animals up there, like practice speaking to this bear, talking to your tiger. You know, we, we, it's always cool. It's really, really cool. But it always like, makes me give, you know, think about. So that's, by the way, I've been lazy. That's why, I, you know, for those who are listening, I haven't been to a generic event in a long, long, long time. I haven't been to GoPro in like in like two years. I'm because basically this is baseball season, basketball season. I'm with the kids. Like maybe once the summer, once the season ends in June, do some okay. traveling. But once the basketball baseball season from like December to June, I said no more traveling. I'm with them because that's why the you know, event. I'm not. I'm like kind of. I'm a ghost. I'm not there anymore. So I just do mm-hmm. stuff. Getting back to your question, just doing coaching online through Zoom, one on one calls. Um, but really. Think about how do I have this life? Because I just came back from spring break last week. Now, I met up with two of my really close buddies from college. They do well. Okay, one is a portfolio manager for a mutual fund, probably nice. making close to a million dollars. Another Ooh. one lives in the, my my best man in my wedding lives in three million dollar house, Los Angeles. But the thing is, I talked to my portfolio manager. He works twelve hours a day, right? Yes, you think he gets up because of the financial markets. He, he's in office by 5 a.m. And then he comes home at 4, 4 p.m. to help out the kids. Then he goes work from like maybe work again from like 7 to 10 p.m. And he starts, he does it five days a week. And he's like, when are you retiring? He's asking me. And I'm like, well, you know what? Like money is not everything, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I feel like the network, thanks to this amazing profession, I'm happy. I'm the happiest I've ever been, right? They're like, seriously, because like, I'm with well, my kids. And the time with the kids is in 10 years, I won't be able to do this baseball. Probably not even 10. In five years, when they go to high school, they don't want to hang out with daddy anymore, right? They wanted to hang out with girls and do different things. So I'm getting to live a life now because of this amazing that we're marketing profession. Because if it wasn't for that, and this is saying that, I know you don't have kids yet, but soon one day you will. There's no such thing as time freedom. There's time, yeah. flexi- there's time flexibility. Nice. Right? So I do work. And I, I mean, from today, 2.30 to 8, I'm not going to be working. Right, how many dads can just take off at 2.30, but I, I may do something in the morning, may do something at night. And it's all because of network marketing. It's really, if it wasn't for that, I will be in that cubicle right now and uh, I'll be missing a lot of games. So I have to beg for permission to leave or you know, I have to take sick days and off days and all that. And, stuff. So. and I think the point, the point of this, guys, is you, you listening and tuning into this, is do something with your business that will make your kids proud of you. Because they, if, if they have got a better chance of succeeding if they see you succeed too. If you're sitting there and you're watching the TV and you're watching the TV shows and Netflix and all that, chances are that they'll want to do the same. And if they do that, guess what? They'll have the success that you had, which will probably be negligible if that's what you're doing with your spare time. So do something that's going to make them proud of you. And one day they turn around to you and say, you know what, Dad? You know what, Mom? You're my hero. And, you know, we talk about consistency. That should mm-hmm. inspire you all, right? If your kids see you becoming consistent, you'll be consistent. They will become consistent. Yeah. You know, and you talk about quitting. That's the one thing that inspired me not to quit. Like if I, 
when I was building my MLM business, I was like, well, if I quit MLM Nation, we had a lot of tough times at the beginning of the year. I was like, if I quit, what would I say to my son? One day he's like, oh, daddy, did you, do you know my network marketing? And I'll be like, oh, oh I can't tell him <laughs> I quit. I'll be lying to myself, right? Yeah. I wouldn't want to lie to him. I wouldn't know. Yeah, it, it was tough. It sucked many times. It was terrible. It was miserable. But your dad persisted. It was consistent. It made it happen. Mm. You know, just podcast. Oh, I used to do it because he was, your dad was consistent. He was not the best, but he worked hard. He was consistent. He did his best. Yeah, and you can you you show your you show people your consistency. You don't tell them about it. You know, like it's like you know, look at that. Oh, look, son, I have five hundred and forty-eight podcast episodes. The majority of people quit after six. I have nearly one hundred x the average. Like, yeah, guys, consistency is, is it's one word that I think people it frustrates people because people are like, well, how do you be consistent? You just make that goal and you stick to it every single day. You get on with it and eventually you fall in love with that thing you do and you can't get enough of it and you want to keep doing it and doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. So, Hey, we, we got a couple more questions and we got to wrap yeah. up. We're talking yeah. forever. We can go quicker here. What would you tell your, I was going to ask you, what would you tell your 30-year-old self? <laughs> but you're not that old yet. It's incredible. You're still a kid. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Advice? Uh, start now. Mm. Uh, I wasted, so... I started when I was 22. If I'd started when I was 20, those two years, the amount of income level that I'm, I'm producing now, it, I would have made that two. I would have, my progression would have been two years earlier. So start now. Literally, that, that's what I would tell myself. How about you? What would you tell yourself? Your 20-year-old self? About 20-year-old self would be... It's a tough question. You it's think it's... Simple. I was like, you caught me by surprise because I was going to answer 30-year-old self first. Oh, okay, okay. Let's do that. I've done 20. I've done 20. I'll go back to 20. The 30-year-old self, it would be, uh, don't compare yourself. Comparison no. is, the, is the road to misery. And I, I, I'll tell you, I, I've had success, and I actually didn't enjoy a lot of that success because I was comparing. Right. Nice. And I was like, oh, but Frazier's there. Well, I mean, the old time, well, Frazier doesn't have kids. Frazier's doing that. He's going to travel. He's doing, his dad was, I was just comparing. It doesn't matter what type of money I was making success, I still wasn't mm -hmm. happy. And I think I lost a lot of happiness in my life, fulfillment by comparing. In, in MLM too, no matter what rank I did, I still was, oh, I wish I was there. That person's better. So don't compare. But 20 year old self was, I was, it's just like, you could do whatever you want if you believe you can do it. And you got to surround mm -hmm. yourself with better. And I, I would say the number one secret to success is do what scares you. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I always share that. The number one secret to success is do what scares you. And my 20 year old, I like to hide in the shell. I was scared to do that. And that's why I didn't grow much until I met my mentor. It's one, there's, a, there's a movie called Skyscraper with The Rock. And he, he says something quite profound in it. It's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a, it's an action movie. So there's not really much point to it. But he says in the movie, in order, in order for you to be brave, you first need to be scared. And it's funny because if you expand on that quote, in fact, in order to succeed, you first need to be brave. And if you're brave, you've got to be, you've got to be scared. So in fact, like you've just said, another thing of what you've just said, in order for you to succeed, you've, you've got to be scared to, at first. It's okay to be I love what you say there because I used to compare a lot. I still do sometimes, not as much, but I used, uh, I still do some, with some stuff. Um, but yeah, I love that, mate. That's awesome. Hey, well, let's talk about the future of network marketing. Uh, let, let, let's talk about like how is network marketing, and we're going to wrap up probably in 10 minutes. Okay. So yeah. let's share about first, uh, how has network marketing, in your opinion, since the four years, since the MLM Nation started in 2015, how has network marketing changed? What changes have you seen? Oh, man. 
I remember in 2014, 15, there was the social media tidal wave where everyone realized social media is where it's at. Social media is where it's at. So people, because there wasn't many people posting on social media about their business, there was a wave of, I'm looking for three motivated individuals to join my team. Remember that, right? But people would actually join. They'd go, I'm in. More, in- more info was probably the most favorite saying in all of network marketing on social media. More info, please. Info, more info. Now, that doesn't work anymore. That really doesn't matter. And I, I genuinely believe the biggest shift is instead of you making a post and getting people to come to you and say, hey, I would love to know more about what it is that you do. And you're like, yes, attraction marketing. I think now people are having to do posts to get engagement and then reaching out to the people who get engaged, who engage to then say, hey, how's things? I believe the big shift happened now. I'm so grateful for it because it's going back to relationship marketing instead of spam post marketing. It went relationship marketing, spam, and now it's gone full circle like fashion. It's gone back to relationship building. Um, that, that's, I've seen that quite, I don't know, probably the last like six months, I've really seen like, yes, people are starting to get it. It's relationships first. Yeah. How about you? Well, what have you seen the difference? Obviously, you've got a big insight in this in this um, arena because of all the conversations you've had with all these six, seven, eight-figure income earners. I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's the value of the conversation, right? Like mm-hmm. the traction marketing has changed. Attraction marketing means basically, I do this stuff, everyone comes in, I don't need to do anything, they sign up. Well, it's more like you just start a conversation and then you got to do the work of prospecting them. No one's just going to sign up right away. And I think another thing is like, uh, because things are easier now, it's also harder, right? So everyone can post. Everyone can create a beautiful image image quote. Everyone can create great images on Canva. Everyone can do stories. So just doing one thing doesn't mean much anymore because anyone can do it. But what will win people is consistency. Consistency is what's going to stand out, right? Because everyone can do something for one. Anyone can do something good one time. Mm-hmm. But can you do it every single day? Everyone can do one good life. But can you show up every Tuesday night like the way you do all the time? Whether you don't like it or not, show up. It's the consistency that's going to start. And also, I think there's so much training out there that it is creating a lot of a shiny object syndrome, right? So uh, because people don't like to prospect, people, oh, this is going to this training, this training. And I think I always share this too. Like if you want to learn from someone, learn from one person before you jump on. So if you like Frazier, go learn from Frazier. Don't even learn from me. Go learn from Frazier until you master. Now, if you master every that Frazier's done, then go. Go learn from another person. But most Vice people... Yeah, most people, they go, I'm going to learn from Frazier. I'm going to learn from Eric Worre. I'm going to learn from Ray Higdon. I'm going to learn from Rob Sperry, Brian Fry, all these great trainers. They get out, Randy Gage. And then they... Do you even have time to actually prospect if you're watching all these lives, right? Yeah. If you're following Frazier, just do everything that Frazier says. Master it before you go to someone else. And then back wow. then, going back to that CD set, right? I paid $100. Mm-hmm. I would listen to that thing like 20, 30 times because I paid a hundred bucks for it. I'm like, oh my goodness, these are my most precious. I'm thinking about CDs, like 15 bucks audio CD, a hundred dollars. This is like the most expensive CDs ever bought. I'll listen to them over and over again. But now, because it's so easy, people just jump back and forth and they're just an information overload. But they're, yeah. not, they're doing busy work, but not really building the business. But I think that's going to change. And I, yeah, I agree. I think it's come back. I think it's going to be another big wave. It's going to be awesome. But I have a rule. It's called the one-to-one rule. And all it is, very, very simple, 
is you track. I'm a great believer in tracking your numbers because people can lie numbers down. So all I do every day is, right, if I do 15 minutes of personal development, I've got to do 15 minutes of activity. If I do an hour of personal development, I've got to do an hour of activity. And if you stick to that for 365 days, every single day, I can't use the word guarantee because you're not allowed to use that word in that marketing, but I can tell you that potentially your business is going to grow, right? Because it, too many people are st- stuck in a spin where they're just doing personal development, personal development, personal development, personal, and they're not matching with activity and they're wondering why they're you know, the most knowledgeable broke person. They do um, two hours of personal development and maybe not even make one call or one reach out. Exactly. So a lot of people do that. People do that. Yeah. And then people go, oh, you know what? I know it all. I'm going to be a coach. Like, <laughs> like, come on. All right. So, yeah, that's a good question. I like that one. Yeah. I think another thing that's changing now, too, is uh, like I believe history never repeats itself. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, it's just a good and bad. Network marketing is just like stocks or real estate is good and bad. There's a lot of companies coming out there right on hype. But the things that last are things that are based on product or service. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what comes to you a lot is a lot of hype of new stuff, but within a couple of years, they'll all be gone. And I think, uh, you know, even when ML Nation started, there were a lot of companies that were really hot. They're not even, they don't, there's only five, been four years. They're not even around anymore. Right. So, when you started then, so there was a wave of the, there was like the click companies, wasn't it? There was a lot of the, I think you paid like your appetite. Do you remember those? The, the, there was that, wasn't it? There was this, this wave of like, you know, you buy a pack and you click on these ads and you're going to get paid. And there was loads of them, wasn't there? Loads Where of them. Where are they now? Okay. They're all gone. Now there's a big wave of like, you know, the, the cryptocurrency companies that don't have tangible... You and I were talking about it off, off air before, you know, and there's a big wave of that. And a lot of them, you know, is I think as soon as someone asks you to invest more than a thousand dollars and you don't receive anything, that's when the red flag comes out and it's like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute, hang on a minute. If you receive education and stuff, I haven't got a problem with that. But if it's a thousand, if it's like if someone says, hey, put 10 grand into this and you're going to get something and you never even be able to see that. Be very careful. Be very, very careful. That's yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah, definitely. What else? Okay, we're gonna wrap up. I'm just like, oh, that was this question. My brain is. Uh, it's, it's, been of, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I, took, I mean, I lied to you, Fraser. I said this would be 30 minutes. Is an hour, but we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> we're gonna go pick your brain real quick. You back and forth, okay? Pick your brain. These are gonna be one sentence answers, real quick. Mm-hmm. One or two sentences. So you, I asked you first, and then you asked me. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your favorite quote? No marketing works 100% of the time for 100% of people who give it a time. What about you? The temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. Oh, mic drop. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, Chinese proverb. Very good. Very good. What's the best advice you ever received? Don't quit on a bad day. You'll regret it. What about you? You know, I actually caught myself off guard. I wasn't prepared for this. Best <laughs> advice will probably keep recruiting. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's something I want to add, add too. It's just like, it's not about, some people like systems. I got to have the duplication. If you recruit enough people, you got a guy like Frazier, you don't need any system. That person will crush it and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. What is the best habit that you have? Ooh. Make everyone feel like a someone. 
So whenever I whenever I meet someone, whether it's a taxi driver, it's a you know uh, it's someone who's joined my pro right to coaching programs, whatever, I will go out the way. I'll go on my way to make them come off the conversation feeling like I feel really good. That's my goal because it has a big knock on effect and makes me feel me feel good as well. How about you? What about you? Be planning my night the day before the night before Ooh. recapping the day. And then starting the day, looking at what with gratitude. So I'm on offensive, nice. checking messages on social media. So, so not on the Sunday for the whole week. You mean every single day you do that? Yeah, every night before I go to bed, I ask myself a couple of questions. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions. Actually, some of these I got from John Maxwell. Some they've added. Here's, uh, I'll, I'll go through real quickly. I think this will help you. Uh, yeah. These are from actually got from Maxwell. What was your highest high of the day? Your lowest low of the day. Okay, because you shouldn't be, and then you, if you're writing something, why are you, are you letting these affect you? Highest high of the day, lowest low of the day. Another one is what is your best habit of the day? What's your worst habit of the day? What was your best emotion? What was your worst emotion? And what is your biggest asset? And what is your biggest liability? And then I also do three things. What are three new things that you're grateful for? has never happened to you ever in your life that happened that day. And I think that's probably the best question because sometimes we feel every day is the same, but no day is ever the same. And when you see that, you really treasure what life is. So three new things, sometimes it could be like, oh, my son said this to me he never said before. Or today is easy. I did an anniversary episode I've never done before. That's great for three, but three new things. Or for you, Frazier, it could be like, you missed the flight, the flight was delayed, but you got a train ride. You never do that before, whatever. Right, that you're, and you made it back home. But three new things you're grateful for, and then the other thing is ten things you're grateful for. Any random ten things. So good. That takes me about five minutes. It takes you five. That's awesome. You, you train yourself to be grat, and then the gratitude is a muscle. You start to be grateful, and you can repeat. But the three new things are things you've never said before. That actually sometimes some time to think. Right. Yeah, it's good. It, could like, it could be my air conditioning broke, and I my air condition. This guy came over to fix it. I was grateful for that guy. Could be something mm-hmm. simple like that. And then in the morning, I always start off with three new things I'm grateful for my wife. Okay. Nice. So particular, a particular. Yeah. It could be repeating stuff. Like she makes lunch for the kids. It's just, think about it. If she wasn't there, man, my life would be pretty miserable. Right? Yeah. Three new things and then 10 things I'm grateful for. Any 10 things. So I was grateful for the show. I was grateful. So mm-hmm. what is your favorite online tool or app? Oh, okay. So mine is a tool called Ecamm Live. Um, so if you use a Mac, then Ecamm Live. If you use a computer, then manycam.com. It just gives me the ability to share my screen when I go live, but also schedule Facebook Lives on my personal profile, which then allows me to promote before I go live, which then allows me to get a ton of people joining in the minute in the first few minutes, which then allows me to get a massive reach on my Facebook Lives because Facebook go, ooh. The conversation's kicking off here, so let's uh, bump into the top of the news feed. So what about you? You you must have used some tools over the years. Um, there's a lot. I would say I'll stick with Evernote. We're talking about that. Uh, and by the way, you can go to you can sign up for Evernote, mlnation.com forward slash Evernote. Okay, Evernote, I just throw everything in there. You can every time I see a blog post or something, I can upload goes directly to Evernote and you can go offline. So you save just have a blog post I want to read. You just use a web clipper on the Chrome. You click on that, automatically saves to Evernote. And then it syncs to all my devices, like my iPad. And then it syncs offline. So if I'm flying in the air, flying, I can read all that stuff, catch up with the reading. That's awesome. 
ever know. Three books every person should read, and three MLM books, network marketing books. Everyone should, aside from your book. What are three? <laughs> yeah, that's you, you. You've stumped me there. I would say GoPro is is a must for anyone who just wants a simple unified system for their team. Although the compound effect probably wasn't written for network marketers, I feel like it is. Consistency being the the, the, the main one there, and the, the third one, I would actually say any of Big Al's books. Like I, I think I think um, developing network marketing leaders, I think is it's a yellow book. Is volume one of two is really good, simple book. But any of his books are just so easy to read, and he's a great guy as well. He deserves deserves to sell a ton of books as well. So yeah, those three, mate. What what about you? I feel like yours will be another level to mine. Um, <laughs> I got to say something different because uh, you said a lot, a lot of them. So I don't want to say the same thing. I'll say how to win friends and influence people. That's Ooh, a good one. You have to, everyone has to read that. I'll say uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got to go Think and Grow Rich. I mean, it's the most recommended book for entrepreneurs. You may yeah. not make sense to you first time, but it will. All right. Mm-hmm. But here's, a, here's a, uh, then two last questions. What's the best book you've read since the last time you were on ML Nation three years ago? Oh. Or you can name one or two books. I mean, what are you reading now? What you've learned has made an impact on you. Um, it's a friend of mine books called Bank. Uh, it's, she's a network marketer, so I'm, I'm reading that right now. But I would say the best book that I read Bank is, by oh, I'm going to show you get this book. What's it? Bank. It's Bank. I need to find the full title, but it's it's Bank. I'll, I'll send you the link to it. But yeah, it, it's it's Bank by Sherry Tree. Sherry. Um, yeah, yeah. So. But the, probably the best book that I read since the last time we chat was Seth Godin's This Is Marketing. Yeah. Um, his new book, I really liked it. talked a lot about culture, and I'm a big fan of culture. Creating culture, I think, is the strategy to build a massive successful business. So, yeah. What about you? You must have, I mean, you must have read loads of books since we last Yeah, uh, it was hard. I will come up with four. Number one was uh, Siddhartha by... Yeah, it's S I D D A R T H A. It's a ph- philosophy. The more I'm older I am, I'm more into philosophy. Ph- wow. Author by Herman and Hughes, I think it is. Just put S I D D A R T H A. Great book. It's a, it's like a fable. It's kind of like The Alchemist, but really like an East. Good book. Okay, it's like, kind of like The Alchemist type. Siddhartha. The second one is High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Good book. And uh, Spiritual Leadership by Henry Blackaby. Especially if you're a Christian, it's a very good book, mm-hmm. Christian leadership. And then probably my favorite of all those most inspirational is Shoe Dog. And especially I'm a huge sports Nike person, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. That was so good. Mate, someone on the plane next to me, the first trap plane I had today was reading that book. The, uh, so good. So inspirational. Yeah. Know that this guy is one of the wealthiest people in the world. And until he was 40 something dollars, 40 something years old, for 20 years building Nike, he was in debt. He had zero dollars to his coin. He was 20 something years building Nike. There's still negative net worth. It's crazy. So, but you keep on going. And this shit, the whole journey is really inspiring. Man. And we network markets, we think it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. 
You also get access to over 180 different trainings that teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building, such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program to help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training, coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Last question, the million-dollar question. <laughs> imagine you had to, you can ask me this question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. You had no followers on social media. No one didn't know your dad. What's the first thing or the first place you, you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? I, I would be going to Facebook and I would be making the messenger my absolute best friend. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're all going to change. All these news feeds that are talking about are going to get rid, but the messenger will never go because how we communicate with people uh, will determine the success we have in business. So yeah, I'd be on Facebook and I would be going right into that messenger becoming everyone's best friend with the intention for the connection and then eventually to leverage a certain question in order for them to potentially say yes or no. What about you? I'll be part of the community, just like uh, coaching you sports. And that's one way to give back and a great place to network. By the way, just the other you're networking. Uh, the other day, I just met a Little League manager on a team that we, we respect each other. Turned out he was a network executive for a wrestling show with one of the most popular, famous WWE. At that time, it was called WWF wrestling shows in the 90s. He still collects residuals because from sales from Amazon and just meeting people like that from uh, coaching uh, baseball. You know, his, cause his son in, is in the same league as I am. We were both, you know, kind of different teams. But I would serve in the community, join the two different gyms, uh, join a running club, play basketball, meet people there, and also get online social media and start nice. teaching them success tips. And you meet, you could, within three months, build a huge following. Network and give value. Right? Yeah, that's it. Online and offline. Hey, offline. thank you so much. for It's been awesome. This is the Marathon Show. Hope you're you know, listening to this. You'll enjoy it. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Really appreciate you mentioning this episode, Frazier. Frazier, any last words of advice? And what's the best way people can follow you? Uh, best word of advice moving forward is listen to one of the MLM Nation podcasts, starting from episode one, at least once a day. Just one episode or even 15 minutes of an episode. And then once you've done with the episode, go put something you learn into action. All right, match your personal development with action. Uh, how you can follow me on Facebook, I have a fan page, it's Fraser Brooks, um, and a personal profile, Fraser Brooks. Those are the two that I'm most active on, but I do have a YouTube channel and Instagram channel. But Facebook, you can message me if you ever need anything, and I'm here to help you. But I'm a big fan of Simon, big fan of MLM Nation, and may, I'm, I'm so grateful again. Once again, I think I'm, I'm going to make it five, a nice round number there. Thank you so much. I'm gonna, that five is going to stand for a high five. For, for you completely revolutionizing the way that I do. my give my impact and everything and people as a result, as a result of me as well. So thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, um, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging out with Frazier Brooks. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab. It's the anniversary episode 548. Click on it at the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom, the books that we recommended, the tools that Frazier not recommended will be right there. And Frazier, thanks again, especially your flight being delayed. You missed it. And then the train ride, 
three-hour training ride, you came up here, I'm always providing value, you know, because you be successful in life and business, you got to be giving, giving. You're a massive giver. Thanks for everything you do in the community, those Tuesday night Facebook lives you've been doing, um, and we're both lifting up the profession. It makes it a lot of fun. So thank you so much for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. God bless you all. Thanks, mate.